0: I'm Wendy. Welcome to our podcast, Queer Religion, where we're going to be talking about some things like sexual identity and where it overlaps with spiritual identity. Like a conversation with friends, maybe getting a drink. Like a boba tea with rainbows and some unicorns and maybe a few other fancy flags. I don't know. That sounds fun. Let's get started. Alright. Today we have a guest with us, we're so excited, Paige, welcome to our show. Hello. Thanks Hello. for having me, guys. Yeah, I know. Oh, we're excited. Yeah. Uh, Paige, go ahead and tell us about like how do you identify? You know, any, okay. anything yeah. exciting like that right. we'll take. Um, I
1: identify as queer. Um, I consider myself to be fairly androgynous. I can go by they, them, um, or she, her.
0: So today, we're going to talk a little bit about your life history, how you grew up, maybe. Um, I grew up in uh, Oklahoma.
1: And uh, for most of my childhood, um, definitely grew up in a very small town in the country. Um, I graduated with like eighty people. Um, so eighty or eight? Eighty. Oh. Yeah, eight zero. My dad's family—they were very, very religious, um, and um, they were actually they well, they are practicing Mormons. My dad. chose not to practice Um, my mom um, basically she kind of grew up Pentecostal um, also kind of chose not to practice that Um, so growing up my parents didn't go to church but my grandma was very insistent that we are raised um, religiously and so she paid for my cousin and I my cousins and I to go to Christian school like private school um, up until I was in third grade, and I decided that I wanted to have things like prom, and so I asked (laughs) if I could start going to a public school.
2: Really planning ahead there. (laughs) And,
1: um, yeah, one, also, like, the school didn't offer um, a high school diploma. You got your GED, and I really, like, yeah, and so for me, I, like, looked into all of that and was like, I want a high school diploma. I kind of want that normalcy, I guess, Um, Mm -hmm. so part of the agreement in order for me to go to public school to my grandma was I had to read the Bible every day, Um, at least, uh, I think, just... A chapter i think every day um so of course i you know agreed
0: to that um did you negotiate that or she was like this is what you mm-hmm. need to do in order to go
1: that was her she was like if i you know agree to take you out of private school and have you go to public school you know will you be willing to still like show your loyalty to you know christianity um and by reading the bible and you know Showing that like you're still loyal to this and committed to this, um so yeah, I agreed to it. And did it feel like that was something that you
2: wanted, you wanted to do, or you wanted to go to public school so you would do it? That more so, yeah,
1: yeah. um But I also al- always wanted to make my grandma happy. Like, um yeah. my grandma did a lot for us. I mean, she was paying for us to go to private school, so it was kind of very much like I always wanted to just make my grandma happy make anything easier on her and if, if that was heavy on her heart I felt like that was an easy compromise like sure like what's the harm in you know becoming more knowledgeable about, about the bible um so every now and then like um I would go to church like again my parents didn't go to church but because like the whole thing with my grandma I was just like okay well I'm a Christian and I will go to church and so I would go on Wednesdays, Sundays um
0: with your grandma no or you just
1: went um we, uh, yeah I would just go with my like by myself um like to the because we lived far away from my family we didn't live near my grandma and stuff and mm-hmm. so um I found the nearest like baptist um church that we had and um had like a basically I found the kids that like I went to middle school with like we kind of were like oh we all go to this church and so um I started going to that church when I moved out there and um yeah, it was kind of weird that like my parents didn't go but i never questioned that i was just like okay they're you know they still i think believe in god and you know well my mom at least um but i really again wanted to make my grandma proud and i think at a certain point i just really dove in and was like yeah no i'm a christian i'm a good person and i want to be committed to this so um we had um there was like uh, we had, like, a church van because it was, like, again, it was, like, kind of spread out out in the country. And so the church van on Wednesdays would come pick us up. And um, that was probably, like, one of the, like, fondest memories of going to church was, like, getting to ride on the van with all your friends <laughs> for, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's and, yeah. I know, right? That's smart, too. Right? <laughs> right? Like, and so, like, every Wednesday we're, like, you guys going to church? Yeah, yeah. we're going to <laughs> church. So everyone's, like, on board uh, going to church. Yeah, It's a social event, right? It, it, is. it is. It's a community. Oh. Like, exactly. You get to hang out. You exactly. get to do the same things together. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. You get to share that experience. Yep. Like, it's fun. Exactly. Dang. That's yep. awesome. Yeah, and especially when
1: it was so spread out, like we couldn't just like go, like walk next door and go hang out with our friends. So it was like this is a way that we all get to hang out. Like our parents allow it. We get to spend all of Wednesday night essentially together, and like we had a blast. I mean, it was you know amazing. Because it's real, yeah.
0: right? Like in some people yep. who are big in big cities, they don't understand. Like it's miles yep. between yep. you and your next yep. younger neighbor. Yep. Like that's yep. parents miles. have to
1: drive you somewhere. So like you can, until you're old enough to drive, you, like you have to be driven, and your parents are like at, like on like. 7 p.m. on a Wednesday, you're like, hey, mom, can I go to Stephanie's? Like, they're not wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. And so you just plan for your Wednesdays. And yeah, I like kicked this guy in the nose on the church man one <laughs> time accidentally. They we were like hopping seats and like I gave him a bloody nose. That was very memorable.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> foreshadowing. For-
0: <laughs> foreshadowing. If <laughs> I'd known. If I'd known. Okay, that's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you went to public school then. Mm-hmm. And did that change or you just continued to go to youth groups or how mm-hmm. how did that transition through into high school
1: i, I mean like i still w- like i still was going to youth group i was still going to church um a lot of my friends really didn't go on sundays i think i was the only one and i think honestly i was probably the more from like what i know i think i was the more religious of my friends i was the more like guessed about like um really going into it than my friends um I think I had much more guilt than a lot of my friends. I was definitely, like, the good kid. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those were air quotes. Can't oh, see just she's,
0: she's got the air quotes <laughs> going strong there, just just
1: um, Yeah, and so, I mean, I stayed strong all the way through high school, and then, uh, you know, I went, um, ended up going to a Christian university, and I was like, great, that's a win-win. Like, I'm getting a basketball scholarship, and it's a Christian school, so I still get to, to practice this thing, and um be a part of this community and be around people who have this thing in common with me. Um because it was a little different in a public school. Um you did, you know, find people who didn't believe in God and that was crazy for me. Like my mind couldn't wrap around like people who didn't believe in God and actually like I was thinking about it the other day like I kind of recall like when I would see people like dressing like us like in all black. I remember thinking like I, I remember being terrified because I was just like, well they definitely 100% like, worship the devil, like, they're they, they they're sure, just, they, sure. they're probably murderers, like, like goth- it's, it's right like there, goth- yes, yeah, oh, like, okay. gothic people are murderers, and they worship the devil, and, like, so for me, like, that was a huge part of, like, that
0: was your mindset, Yeah, right? like, like which is crazy looking back now, because
1: I'm, like, they're, like, some of the coolest people, like, once I opened up, but I was, like, no, they're for sure murderers, and, like, <laughs> which is crazy, it's just, like, because they wear black, like, but, like, that but was that's the, the experience, yes. right, and
2: when you come from, particularly, I would say... There's like you know there's a lot of mm, I don't even know how to say it but a lot just of the, stereotypes yeah, that are associated with, yes. with different with people. Yep, like, very much that so. Aren't may in that may or may framework. not be true. Yep. But right. exactly. You know. But it it, it
1: yeah totally. And and I mean and they like super um, like very strict Pentecostals. Like I mean they like you know can't cut their hair like the women can't cut their hair they have to wear skirts all the time like I remember like watching my friends play and I'm like you're outside like riding your bike in a skirt this is crazy (laughs) but like for the you know like that was their thing and so having that just like well this is the way it's supposed to be and so then I kind of also carried over those things and like there was definitely a lot of judgment placed, which I'm I mean I knew what
0: I knew and but that's the world you know at yep. that age. Yeah. That's yep. it's part of a construct you you buy into, yeah. and it sounds like you were into that both for yourself and also because like the person that's very valuable to yep. you cared about those things very yep. deeply. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yep. That motivation was to honor someone that you love and, yep. and care. Absolutely. For. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, and, and then, when that's
2: your experience, that's all you have to go of. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just have to go of yep. our experiences yep. when we're young. We have yep. limited experiences. Yep.
1: You know, exactly.
2: It's, yeah. It's, yeah, and it's still. I mean, it.
1: I know that, and I have that awareness, but it's still hard for me sometimes, like, when I watch certain things, and I was like, I probably, like, prevented a lot of friendships, you know, just because I had that mindset, you know, and that just kind of, like, is a hard thing to swallow of, like... That was me. Like I was terrified of these people, and they never did anything but like they just wore black. And like I (laughs) put them in the same. Which here I am today, complaining about people putting me in a category, Mm. uh, comparing me to terrorists, and and I'm just like, dang, like that was, and that sucks. But again, I only knew what I knew, and I could only,
0: you know. But it also puts you in a a unique place, I feel like, because you can see both sides of that. Because and that that's what I think I was talking with Heather about the other day was that it when you grow up in one mindset and then you have to trans- transition completely to another you know what it's like to yeah. live in an organization where this is your whole world mm-hmm. and then your viewpoint has to change and so then you you end up looking back and thinking wow i would never do that now yep. Yep. Yeah. but that's yep. where yep. it was and it feels it feels yep. pretty sucky but yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah,
2: like thirteen year old me would not approve. <laughs> yeah. of nine no. year old me. She'd be like, uh, what happened here? What happened to us? And right. like, girl, you
1: were you, like, you, yeah. you did not know. Okay. Does like, sh- sh- yeah, like my friends, like from high school, somebody posted like like four what four words would you tell your twelve year old self? And I was like, told, I was gonna put something super deep. But then I was like, I'm gonna be funny. And so like I put like dare to be like number two be drug free made that one word, and so it was, like, there to be drug-free, and then all my friends literally commented, and were just, like, Paige, I think you already were really drug-free, like, that was you at 12, you don't need to tell your, and I was just, like, oh my god, that's totally true, like, I was that kid that I was, like, no, like, all drugs are bad, and we have to be, and, like, I'm just, like, oh my god, pure. and the realization that, wow, my friends, like, I mean, I knew that I was that way, but dang, the fact that they were just, like, Page, yeah, and I was, like, dang, like, I was that kid, <laughs> like,
0: and it's just crazy because,
1: yeah, like here I am now, and the, the, yeah, the approval. I'm just yeah. Um.
0: So, going back to late middle school, high school, where did you figure out your sexual identity? Had that already become clear? Oh, no, no, no. Did, were you aware of any? Well, I knew that, life that were I knew that I knew that I was
1: gonna marry basketball. Um, basketball was the first love <laughs> of my life, and very loyal. And I was like, you know what? Like that's the ride or die. Like Wilson will always be there for me. And so I kind of like all th- honestly all through high school, like I dated boys, um, but a lot of the time I was just thinking like. I'm going to move out of state and go to a big university in some other place and i don't want to like be tied down by the love of a man and or person um at the time i was just like a person holding me down and so like the like i and i kind of told myself that like i think i was like well if the time ever comes like if i'm really in love with someone and i have that connection i'm willing to lose my virginity um for me like that part of me i had a lot of talks with myself and um, family and I know my grandma would have been like no you gotta save yourself from marriage but for me I was like you know what I know what I think sexuality is or like what or what I think like being sexual is I think it's this intimacy between two people and um, I don't think putting a title on that or like uh, putting a law like binding agreement on something makes it any more or less valued and so I was definitely willing to have sex with the guy that um, I fell in love with, but I don't know, just never happened.
0: Um, so, but that's like a divergence from the expectation versus yeah, like so you did take the free flow on that one versus yes. yeah, I felt, very much I, so. And that it was it was hard because you knew that but, expectation.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, absolutely. Um, and, but I think then that, that's like a good point. Is the whole time that I was, you know, practicing religion, I kind of felt like I was still like a more free thinking. Christian, then I would say like of like what I like a lot of my family members and um like kind of what I like even people in my church I kind of like wanted to ask questions and think for myself and kind of do this like well what's what what does this mean and what's the meaning behind it and I mean I struggled a lot with that of like well I went to my you know my youth preacher and like he said this and my grandma says this but then my dad says this and it's just like i don't know like what do i value what do i do and it's it's still hard like there's still a fear and um but i think for some reason that was something that i was like no i made the executive decision that this is my body and yeah and yeah. i think i'm okay with with doing this and it may have been mm-hmm. subconsciously because my body was like you're never gonna have sex <laughs> and, like, we're not worried about it um <laughs> but i was willing and so, like
2: you can give yourself this because it's not right? sex like, sex like exactly like
1: my was like, oh, whatever you think that you're gonna do um
2: so yeah but like I dated
1: boys um to me it wasn't just like ew like the thought of dating or anything it just kept seeing like a common recurrence I kept seeing was just like I'm like doing really successful things in my future and I just don't want a person tying me down and like this kept being like a common theme of like an excuse I guess to like not really commit to something and then I think Right after I graduated high school, so I was in love with a guy in high school. The like first, other than Wilson, the first (laughs) love love of (laughs) the
0: basketball. (laughs) Yes. Wait, did you guys exchange vows and then you had to break them? Oh well, you know, I I considered it consensual, but like I
1: don't. I mean, there wasn't like a verbal agreement, but um, yeah, no, I think that yeah, it was yeah. Um, but I I told Wilson at at a certain point, like just, you know, there's gonna be needs that he's not gonna be able to fulfill, and so. um that's when i you know realized that we had a talk and i, uh, I and then started,
0: you got out of that no? yeah, yeah 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 and i was like okay more, i guess i'll date men more free flowing
1: um, yeah them. yeah yeah i got to broaden my horizons there you um go. and so like um yeah there's one guy i was in love with but like most of the time he was dating someone and i was kind of like always that friend like all the guys like they were just like oh you're such a great friend so i was always that girl um
0: which is a great spot. I can vouch for that. Yeah, yeah. It's yep. okay, super comfortable. Yeah, it's not
1: triggering at all. When no. someone's just like, "You're a really good friend," I'm just like, "Oh, uh. um, yeah." Um, so I was having <laughs> to stay there though, which <laughs> is a little bit different. right. Yeah, That's my zone, That's my zone. I would, Yeah, Where Like, I was a little bit hurt. I was just like, well, I, yeah, I know I'm a great friend, but maybe I could be more, again, little did I know. Um, But, yeah, I was that. And so, with this guy, I didn't want to put myself out there, but I kind of was just like, no, I think that, like, we have a connection. And so, we graduated, and I ran into him at the lake one day, and we started dating. And, um, yeah, I was like...
0: Which, by the way, if you're, this is where you're from, the lake is like the hangout in the summer. That yep. is oh, that's the hangout. The spot. Oh, yeah. yes, that's the spot. yes, that is
1: what you're doing. That, that is, is what absolutely what summer. you're doing It's what mm-hmm. all the cool kids do, and so I was. That was. At the lake, and a random time, I was like, "Man, what are the chances? Like, what? You're you're single. And this saying, is a sign from God. I'm saying. Insane. I'm saying. I was like, Psh, this is the yeah. No, this is definitely like I'm <laughs> supposed to like freaking marry this guy. And so we started dating. <laughs>
2: <escalated quickly>. <laughs> well,
1: I always thought that. Again, he was like the like only love of my life. And so I always said like, if I'm gonna marry a guy, it's gonna be this guy. And so when that it aligned, I was like well obviously like this is the plan and then we started dating and like I was working full time I was going to school Um, he lived way out in the country I was living in the city at the time so it was like a 30-minute drive to go see him, and like we kept trying to meet up, but like I just didn't have a lot of time. Again, like I'm <laughs> just very busy, and so at a certain point, he was like, "Listen, like I will take care of you. I'll provide for you. Um, like if you could just stay home, like." And he was like, "And I appreciate that, that you're trying to get a degree, and those are all great things." And he was like, "I really want someone who's like willing to like stay home and like have dinner cooked, and and he was like, "I will definitely like I'll take care of you financially. Like you you have a house." And, like, there was just part of my soul that was just crushed. And I was just, like, I can never, like, I cannot see myself being in that role. Like, I'm, you know, way too independent to, like, be in a single wide trailer and it sticks. And, like, I, yeah, Girl. I know. Well,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. No. He, he had me a house. house. You bigger um, dreams. Yeah. yeah um, I was, like, like at least um, a like double. Like, they have gonna, now. You're not going to catch her
1: with
2: a single <laughs> wide. Come on now, right? buddy. Exactly. And that's what I'm just, like, mm and then,
1: actually, right at the same time, I um, my best friend had come out to me. My childhood best friend. We've best been best friends since we were seven. Girl. Um, girl. So, girl. Yeah. Um, and I kind of, like, knew with her, but, like, she finally, you know, came out to me, and so I had been, like, hanging out with her at, like, gay places, and I would, like... I don't know how this, like, transitioned, but I would be like, okay, I'll wear a tie. Like, she wears ties, I'll wear a tie. And then I'm, like, dating this guy, and I'm like, I do not think this guy is going to be okay. Like, even if, like, I'm super committed and into this relationship, if I go and throw on my flat bill and, like, my tie, I don't think he's going to be like, yeah, babe, I support this. Like, I, like, I, which, again, hurt my soul, because I was like, I want to go out with my best friend. At this point, I had not quite accepted the fact that, like, I was also very gay. Um, <laughs> but, like, I'm still just like, he's not going to support that, and that's a big part of my life, and... So, yeah, had to, like all the other ones, cut that one off. And I think that was, like, the last serious guy I dated.
2: So, so you feel like that was, like, a turning
1: point. Yeah. Right? Whether well, I mean, you yeah. knew it or not at yeah. that moment. If yeah. you look back. Like yeah,
2: definitely. In this space where I kind of yep. had to be like, hmm, these yeah. are the choices that I yep. feel like I need to make yep. for myself. And, and I obviously value. And me yep. here.
1: Yeah, and I, and I noticed how much I prioritized just even being able to go to a gay bar with my best friend and being a part of that. And how, no matter what, no matter if, because, honestly, like, I wasn't opposed to, to being in a relationship with a guy. And so I was like, I can I could do that. I could see myself if if a person gives me everything that I need, I can do that. But it's like, are they going to be willing to accept me as that? Like, can I dress up like a guy? And are they going to be comfortable with that? Because that's a big part again, identifying of like, that's a big part of who I am. And like the fact that I had prioritized, I think that was that moment, just, like, I just prioritized this. Like, I thought that I was going to marry this guy. Like, you know, like, thought the, the, everything aligned, and, like, this was my person. And then here I was being like, well, he's not going to be okay with me wearing a tie. And, like, that did it.
2: And that's like, more important to me. Yeah, than exactly.
0: Than which you know, which plans. is good self-awareness, yeah. by the way. That's, that's huge. To be able to be that self-aware and say, I can't do that and betray who I am. Yeah like, to know that at that age, that's that's a huge bonus. Yeah. Even though it may not have been, like, the forefront, right? Right, but yeah. looking back, yeah. that gets you to where you I'm And putting yourself first.
2: Yeah. You know, being able to say, like, this is really important to me and who yeah. I am, and, and I can't sacrifice that, yeah. even if it's for something that I think right. I also really want. Right, like, right, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think, like, and I, I think
1: hearing you guys say it like that, it's still kind of, there's part of me that still feels like, well, I was still very cowardice, and, like, because I wasn't out, and I wasn't out for a very long time, and so it was like, yeah, I could have, like, I, yeah I was being self-aware and ch- being true to myself but then at the same time I wasn't like I still wasn't really like aware and I wasn't being like this is who you are I was still kind of trying to fit into these molds and these expectations I didn't want to to, to tell my grandma to have that talk with her you know and like the crazy thing is, is I still haven't actually sat down my grandma was the only one in my entire family and this whole conversation is like bringing this back around that like I did so much religious stuff and how important she was and she's the only one that actually I haven't sat down and been like I am gay, I mean, she, I brought my partner around her, she knows, right, like, she's very aware, but I haven't actually sat down, and been like, grandma, I am gay, or like, grandma, this is my girlfriend, you know, this is my partner, um, which is crazy, like, I still feel like, in, like, I'm not being super, truly
2: authentic, you know? So, like, I still have the. conflict. You have to give yourself credit for what you are doing. Because I don't think anyone's ever fully evolved in their journey to the point where, like, I'm my most authentic, most elevated yeah. self, you know? But it's like, for where I am in this moment, I'm doing these things. Yeah. And I think about it, and I reflect on it, and I give myself permission to grow without putting myself down
0: for where yeah. I haven't gone yet. Well, it's also, I think, self-protective, right? Like, to be able to be in that space in the religious And um, society expectations in that location in the United States, right? Like, Mm -hmm. those aren't things that are A, okay, and B, you don't talk about them really at that point in time. And then to to have someone that you love so greatly, you're also trying to protect someone you love because you don't want to harm them or cause Mm -hmm. them pain. So I don't know that it's necessarily always about not being authentic because that authenticity, you are you right and she knows who you are and that portion of your life not every portion of that do you share with every person at the same time um i'm not saying that you can't but right the the reality is i think we often protect ourselves and others what we can get through in our own mentally healthy place at that point in time no like that was all you could accept with where you were and i think that that's a grace that people Need to allow themselves, yeah. and that's one that I I did not allow myself growing yeah. up either. So I can I yeah. can relate to that, which
1: is super uh, ironic because I feel like all I was taught within my religion is the grace of God, right? Like we're taught that like no matter what we do, no matter where we mess up, we have the grace of God, and it's like like no other grace compares. Like that is the one thing you can guarantee is that you have the grace of God, which is super ironic because I have I feel like like that idea that concept kind of. Influenced how little grace I gave myself mm. most of my life like what it's just it's just the irony um of yeah because like you say that and it's like we're taught that we're taught to do this and like I give I can give grace to other people but for me it was like no I don't <laughs> Wait, we when just, he, yeah <laughs> like, we just
0: had this conversation on <laughs> the last episode you yes. missed it but um yes it's it's, yes. you are not alone <laughs> no not yeah. at all and so hopefully people can kind of glean but there are other options to how you look at yeah. life because that's it's really tough to to yep. be in that spot yep. so definitely. Um, where would you say, like, we're during this time, right? Like, so you're dating this guy, are you still connected to church or you've kind of stepped back from that? Was the deal with your grandma only through, like, where I was see. your
1: um, I, I, like, once I started going to Christian University, like, I was still attending, so like, um, like, I'm still like, in college, and so because that's built
0: into the curriculum, right? right? Yeah, like, Everybody we had to go to chapel to twice a
1: week, we yeah. only were allowed to miss like four times out of the entire semester, you have your worship points, um, and yep, exactly. Yeah. And, um, but you know what, but actually, like. I think my, so, like, definitely my freshman year, I'm like, well, freshman college, and was like, let's just, you know, more, and, and yeah, um, C's <laughs> so getting yeah. degrees, and, <laughs> and then, um, you know, uh, reality set in, and so my, my sophomore year, actually, I started not just doing the bare minimum, but I actually started going to church, um, like, on Sundays, like, they, we had a, um, a priest that would come to, like, use the schools, um, the universities. um, chapel and so like i was like oh i just got to walk over on sundays and so i started doing that i actually got baptized um my -hmm. sophomore year because i hadn't ever like officially been baptized um and so yeah like i again like back in my sophomore year i kind of just was but i think that was because large in part due to my freshman years when i started kind of exploring things with women Uh and then um so I think that that made me go from one extreme to another since I was kind of dealing with that confliction and um, that guilt. So I kind of was like, well, the only way to get through this is to, re- to re-
0: repent. and <clears throat> Yep,
1: yeah, and pray a lot about it and go in the other direction and get baptized. And so, like, to me, that seemed like the, the, the way through, you know, like to deal with it because I, in my mind I was sinning. Um, I wasn't living a healthy christian lifestyle um and so i knew that i needed to like just get away from that and i knew i had to be fully committed in order to not do that so that's why i started going to more church and like praying more and harder and um yeah got baptized and um you know things were good i guess kind of did it work for a while well um, I, I kind of, like, you know, the I like. The funny thing is, is, like, I would pray a lot, and I'd be like, listen, if I'm not supposed to, like, be doing this, like, if it's really not, like, if I'm, like, because I'm really struggling with this thing, like, if, if I'm not supposed to be doing this, like, don't put this person, like, near me, around me, like, I don't know, like, just, like, just, I don't know, kick them life. off the team, yeah. like, I don't know, but, like, you know, I'm really trying here, Lord, and somehow she kept ending up in my room and I you know, I'm Dividing like, well, r- and I'm, like that's I'm just like, Well, you know, um but even then I guess It's kept, a sign
0: from God, <laughs> right? Like, I'm like obviously
1: it's not that bad. Um but I still kinda struggled with it. But I, and so I, I think uh, during that time I was just telling myself that it was temporary, that it was like I was still going to marry a man, no matter what, I'm still gonna marry a man. This is just a phase. Um, this is just you know, I'm doing it like it's just, you know, very temporary, um, and I'm not really, you know, living a lifestyle, like, because there's so many different things I've been told about what scripture says about homosexuality, right? And so, like, I'm trying to process that, and so the way I was like, well, I'm not, like, actually committing to this lifestyle, right? Right. Um, so, therefore, name? I'm not – yeah, I'm, I'm not sinning in that sense. Like, I'm, you know, just doing what other people – and, like, I told you, I'm, I was – experimenting. I, yeah, yeah. And, and I already said that – or I already, like, had the talk with myself of, like, sex, being sexual is fine if we're not married. And mm-hmm. so I'm, like, in that same swoop. I'm, like, what I'm doing, therefore, isn't a sin, um, and I'm not committing to this lifestyle, so I'm not sinning. And that's the talk I had with myself a lot. But I cried a lot, and I prayed a lot, and, like, I would do these things and the next day, and so it was, like, just – the cycle yeah it was freaking hard it was so hard and yeah um I think my sophomore year I got to a point where I pushed everyone in my life away from me um because I was struggling so much that like I just couldn't handle it like I felt under so much pressure Mm. um and so like I literally distanced everyone my family my friends like I was kind of being a jerk like to say it in the nicest terms like (laughs) I, I was like you can ask my best friend like I was an asshole um to people who didn't deserve it, but it was just like I, I couldn't just stand. I couldn't bear like everything that I had like the pressure I put on myself and like me screwing up at all the time and like then trying to convince myself and it was just exhausting. And then like anytime anyone needed something from me, I'm just like I cannot, like I can't be there for you. And then also like I'm a terrible person. Like you don't need me to like guide you or give you advice or have talks with you. Like I'm a terrible person. And so I just pushed everyone away and was a big jerk face a really long time
2: and did you feel like you could talk to anyone about how no. you were feeling or what you were
1: going nope, through so you felt absolutely really not. alone
0: yep so you had come absolutely. out to
1: anyone no, I had not come out to a single person other than the the women that I was you know having um relations with they're the only ones that really knew what's going on but um I was really co- close with um my coach uh at the time and like I would go and talk with her but I had to use different pronouns i had to use different names i had to substitute a lot of things to try to like explain my story and situation um without actually telling her you know i'm messing around with girls and i'm doing this thing but it's a university
2: so that would not have
1: yeah we would have gotten kicked out um you're not allowed to yeah no it's a huge um no no so i would have lost my scholarship and um been and not been allowed at the school so a lot at stake yeah, a lot, a lot yeah, but I really hate. needed to talk, and I really needed advice, and I was, I was really struggling, and, like, I felt like my coach was, like, just, like, she was great at giving advice, and, and she knew me really well, and so I would kind of just flip things, but then it still wasn't the same. I was still, like, dealing with this heavier thing of, like, this confliction, um, so, yeah, it was super freaking hard to, like, not have anyone talk to. I had no reference. I had no examples. Like, I didn't know, I had never known anyone my entire life who was gay, um, so pff, I didn't know what it looked like, what it was supposed to be. And I thought the reason why I never saw it is because it's not natural and it's not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, that's why it's not common. Like, yeah. There's no so example the of someone weird... getting through it. Yeah, yeah. There's
2: exactly. There's no example of like, oh, exactly. I'm going to be okay. Right. Exactly. Was like, obviously, I'm not going to be okay because exactly. people just disappear. Exactly. So that wasn't even on my out. radar. Like, I'm yeah. not going to
1: look for someone who's had a successful gay story because that's not a thing. Like, people right. don't come out. So, like, who do I talk to about this other than the Christian, you know, community or, like, my family? And then I'm just going to get further lectured and further put down and further feel guilty and, and, and shamed and it was just like, well, okay, so I guess I'll just be really messed up in my head for a while, so. No safe um, space. To none. Guilty. Whatsoever. And it sucked because that's, you're supposed to, the, the Christian community especially is supposed to be your safe space. Like, that was also, like, another really difficult thing is that, like, that was supposed to be my family. That was supposed to be my um, my safe haven. And it was like, the, the place that I was supposed to be able to go to sp- and feel the safest, like...
0: Well, and that's what you cultivated safe. on the way, yeah. on the growing up. Yep. Like, your family didn't go, and so your family, yep. your community was. Yep.
1: yep, exactly. And then now, there, it's the root of my feeling unsafe. Like, it is
0: mm.
1: the, like...
0: If anyone finds out, <clears> I'm... Yeah.
1: yeah. And, yeah, so it's kind of just, like, that would be the least safe thing for me to do, is to talk about the thing that I'm struggling with um, and trying to feel safe. Mm-hmm. So... So then what was the
2: moment that gave you a different direction? What was what happened that gave you a space to talk? That gave you like an opportunity to, to start to come to know yourself and I'm sure it's a process that's still going. Yeah, yeah. Like what was the like what was that that turning point for you? Um I
1: moved to Colorado and I finished my um, my senior year at another Christian university, but it was Colorado. And so my mm-hmm. logic was this is a much more open minded Christian university because it's not in the Bible Belt. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, like they're way more like chill with things. And so it was kind of like this little, uh, a, a way that I kind of convinced myself that um, that would be okay to like, again, satisfy this thing because I'm like, I got to get away from this. Um, but I can still be a Christian. I can still be loyal to that. But they're more open. And so maybe they'll be more accepting. And so then maybe I can have these two things. Maybe I can actually be as, somewhat at peace. Um, And so i was like all for it so i went to colorado and then um man that was the school itself was even worse actually um ironically enough uh i had a girlfriend at the time when i went um when i decided to yeah i really thought this through so um (laughs) i had a girlfriend when i I transferred but i was like it's okay i have one year left i'm gonna just keep this hush hush like i'm gonna get my feelers out and see if they're like oh no homosexuality or like oh i'm gonna try to get vibe if they're, like, not on board, which is probably to be expected, then I'm just going to, like, I have a boyfriend. And um, I'll be on the phone with my boyfriend, and it won't, like, no one will know. Um, I don't talk about it, like, nothing. And so I definitely kept it on the down low. I made a, like, choice that if anyone asked me, it's I had a boyfriend. And so I very much was lying about this very, very intimate part of my life. Which is also um, a
0: moral dilemma.
1: Oh, yep. Yeah. And um, very heavy. Uh, but it was, like, I have a year, and this is a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Um... And so, yeah, I did that for a while, and um, my best friend at the time, she kind of was dealing with similar things as me, Um, but I had convinced myself, like obviously I had a girlfriend, right? So I made a commitment. I was like, well, you know what? I'm gonna find this balance, but right now this is what I'm I'm gonna commit to being Christian and being in a relationship with a female, and we're gonna see where this goes, and so I committed (laughs) to that and but i knew like within that i'm I'm gonna have to lie and hide this part of my life because i'm not ready to be anything else right now we're just gonna like do this thing whereas my best friend kind of was just struggling that and she was not even a little bit close to where i was as far as like i cannot date girls but she was like i'm having these feelings and what do i do with these feelings i mean she just had feelings she had never acted but she was just dealing with the feelings alone and she was just like i'm a terrible person and i'm I'm just like crap like and i I couldn't be there for her because i'm like
0: well, I'm not
1: general. doing that. She thing. didn't know she did where not. you were. No.
2: So you're nope. both like living parallel experiences, but unable yep. to absolutely. Talk to yep, because we did. Yeah, <laughs> no. I know. And
0: so, um, <laughs> and, and and like I tried to. I, at one point,
1: I tried to tell her about my girlfriend, and she hated the girl. And so not that helpful. was not helpful. No. And so then I even I was like, well, that's more reason to hide. Like I'm not gonna tell her that I'm in a. Rela- she already hates her just as a person. I'm not gonna be like I'm in a relationship <laughs> with this person. <laughs> You
2: should do this. It's great. Yeah,
1: right? Oh, And so she was dealing with that. And so, um, but, like, she was my best friend. And so, like, she was kind of dealing with this. And I don't think she really, like, like I said, I knew that I was going to be lying and knew I was going to be hiding these things. I don't think she was there yet. And I don't think she was ready or prepared or knew that she needed to lie or anything. I think that she was still very naive, I guess. That's a good word. Mm -hmm. Naive in that, like, she thought she could trust the Christian community. And she thought she could trust them, whereas I was like, nope. Been there, done that. You cannot, like. Um, And so... Our coaches, there was actually one girl on campus who was like open, but she had to. So, at my school, if you were caught performing homosexual acts or yeah. living a homosexual lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's a lifestyle, by the way.
2: I like we that we're like actors. <laughs> <laughs> Are you performing a homosexual yes. act? Well, yes. I am. Part two to yes. come right? soon. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. There'll be props in this one. Like what it's is a, that? It's a lifestyle,
1: like right. kind of like how I Are wear they... all black. I'm also homosexual tomorrow. So how many golden moves? Yeah, yeah. Right. It's yeah. so great. Uh, God, yeah, no, they did give it. us a lot of credit. Um, <laughs> and so. Like, we had to sign a non-disciplinary action, which is the same thing, essentially, if you're caught drinking or doing drugs, um, you had to say, like, you're going to go to counseling to work through your problem, your Mm. homosexual problem. Um, And so my best friend, um, there was one girl who was open. And she had already signed it, and so she's like, "Well, I'm gonna continue dressing like a boy and being gay. I'm going to my therapy. I'm doing what they're telling me. I just need to graduate." She started hanging out with this girl, um, like, and I think it's probably because they just had this connection. Like, they probably just knew, like, you know. And um, so they started hanging out a lot. And um, I think my best friend started kind of developing feelings. But people also, and like on our team, people in the community were very much seeing um, these two people who look fairly. Gay, um,
2: like, Wait, can you look gay? Yeah, me, I look fairly gay. And um, I'm very fat. Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's like, I well, and that's the crappy thing too is
1: they were just going off the one girl who was dressing more like a boy, and so like for, for everyone kind of were just like, oh, well, she's obviously, you Dating know, gay, right, and, right. And, and like, yeah, because
2: those stereotypes, yeah. I mean, even today, exactly. are extremely real. People look and they make that assumption yeah. absolutely immediately. Yeah, I mean, even they, if you're not, no, you totally. androgynous, exactly. like, oh, well, yep. you must be gay. Exactly. Like, it's not yep. necessarily true. Mm-hmm. No, it, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Um, so she started hanging out with her a lot. And um, so at one point, and, like, I hung out with her a lot, and she was hanging out with the girl who was kind of out. Um, and then at one point, our coaches call us into the office, and I knew. Like, I knew what the talk was going to be about. And so I went in prepared, and I was like, oh, I got all the answers. <laughs> and so I went in there, and my poor, I didn't know. I did not know that my best friend didn't know. I didn't know that she was going. So I went in, and they were just like, Paige, well, it seems that um." well, we think that you've been struggling. Oh, this is my favorite. <laughs> the struggle. <laughs> the struggle, man. You've been struggling with homosexuality. And I was like, no, like, I think my freshman year of college, like, I definitely, like, experimented. But it was a phase. Like, I'm, I'm over it. Like, I, I'm made out with girls. We messed around. I learned my lesson. Like, I'm you not. You I ready. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Point. And I was, dead, like, dead phase. Yeah. Fa- I was just like, no, like, I'm not, like, you know, Don't I I, I, know. Me. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I know better. Um, So, no, like, that's just you know who I am, and I'm sorry. Like and, and like, and I even to my coaches, I was like, what do you mean? Like you get the vibe that I'm struggling with homosexuality. I was like, is it on my forehead? Like does it say gay? <laughs> like I legit asked them because I was like, I'm not understanding what like and and, cause, and I was also kind of hurt because I'm like, what? What about you? Don't know anything about my life. Right. What about me? Did you feel that it was appropriate to be like you're gay? Like wh- I was like is it the way I dress? And I was genuinely concerned because I was like, "Freak, I got to get better." Like that. <laughs> I <laughs> thought that, that not I not be appearing. Yeah, and right so part of I'm me was like, like I need to know for like research purposes. <laughs> Miami is
0: at stake. Right? Like I was just
1: like, "Crap." Like and so I'm just like, "What is it?" And they're just like, "Oh no. No, we just like, well, um, you know, like just who you hang out with. Yeah, and these two and, girls. And, yeah, exactly. Definitely gay. Exactly. And so they were just gay like gay by association. Yeah, no. And that's what they were just like. Well, <laughs> like just <laughs> like the people, and they're like, you have to be more aware of who you hang out with. And I was like, don't. I can't. The hang weird. Don't stand <laughs> near the weirds. It's catchy. <laughs> I can't hang out with my best friend. Okay, whatever. So I like leave, and I'm like, I'm fine. Who done? My best friend goes in after me, and. Oh. Um, she, well, she told them just, to, and she, the thing is, is, like, I had, I was in a relationship with a girl, like, while all this was going down, she has just thought about it, and went in there and was, like, and was just, like, I, I thought about kissing this girl, and we, like, touched legs, and, and, you know, and <laughs> it was just,
0: yeah, no, and she was, like, there was a moment,
1: she was, like, no, I have been, I've been struggling with this, straight up, she's, like, I have been, I've been struggling, and, and, uh, like, uh, we got really close this one time, and I, I knew what was wrong, and she just, and so they made her sign a non-disciplinary, oh, and so. She thought they were going to help. Yep. And they immediately were just like, well, you can't do that. Um, here's your non disciplinary reaction. You have to go to therapy. My coaches also advised advised me to do it, which I was super resistant because I was like, well, people, only people with problems go to therapy. Um, but they're like, <laughs> no. And, and I'm obviously people... fine. Right?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No not, problems. I'm,
1: everything's fine. <laughs> can't you tell? Like, geez. <laughs> I have an all <laughs> together, together. You don't get did, like, talk yeah. To, yeah. To, anybody, every, to talk to anybody, but I have it all together. Yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but they were just like, well, no. A lot of the really healthy girls that have their stuff together, they go to therapy. And I was like, oh well, okay.
0: I guess I'll go. So like, <laughs> okay, I, started, go like
1: I started going, but it wasn't forced. Whereas like my best friend was forced. Um, and the crazy, the worst part of this all was, a, I got called in multiple times to the like the RA called me in multiple times and was like, Paige, I know that you're not struggling with homosexuality. However, everyone knows that your best friend is. And you know, she signed the his hesability interaction, everyone knows. You hanging out with her, you going and staying the night in her dorm, it makes you look like you're also struggling. And she was like, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to ask you to not stay the night in your best friend's dorm. And she can't stay the night in yours. And I was like, This is insane. This is my best freaking friend. Like, this is my person. And the person who needs people right now, like she's dealing, right. she's been she, she's being forced to go to therapy and you want me to isolate from her you want me to be like oh sorry I have to leave like or or like and we had a whole joke going of like 10 steps like that's our like running joke for forever because like we would be we'd like leave a building no go 10 steps like go 10 steps ahead and so like we'd be just be walking outside I'd be like hey hey um I like I'm sorry that we have to yell across the field right now, but ten steps because I don't want to get your gay. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> well, you guys like already had practice for COVID. Yeah, I know, right? Right? Yeah, no. I already done again, it. again so foreshadowing. shadowing, <laughs> right? Um, so you keep it across the campus. Yeah, and, and so
1: like we we distanced and it sucked because I was like this is so and so. We And it was, like, leading to, like, we started kind of sneaking out because we we're like, screw this. This is bullcrap. They don't have our backs. Her therapist was actually having conversations with her coach, oh um, telling her coach about the things she's saying in therapy, the things she's struggling with. So at a certain point, like... I think she sat down and realized okay i'm gonna start like if you're gonna betray me like this then i'm just not gonna be honest like and so she definitely started lying like i think one of the questions was like what's one thing that you do when no one's looking and she was like well you know sometimes i'll turn the water on in the bathroom and pretend like i'm washing my hands and like that was legitimately like what she put down for her homework and he was like i just don't really feel like you're being honest and she was like no that's probably the most secretive thing that i'm doing and she Finally kind of dove in that but then we also started hanging out more with the girl who was like openly on campus Gay and then we started doing more gay things. We were going to downtown Denver So we were like kind of sneaking off campus and like we would like leave in our sweats And then we turn into our gay stuff. So we'd like go behind
2: the dumpster <laughs> across the street uh, I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm just visualizing like
1: tearing
2: up <laughs> the sweats and it's like super yeah. exactly The like gay nice people. People. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. that's
1: exactly what i was like and it was so free because like, exactly. we were just like we're like being this and we're like yes screw the man right like we're just like yes this is us and we're being free and so then we like dove in and we embraced it and we actually met really great people and like that was that turning point where we were like this feels good and this is who we are and we started really questioning like what is religion and what does it mean and what what and a lot of our friends, like, some of them were religious, and we actually got, to, we started going to this really um, queer-friendly church, um, very, like, they're like, no, we've been going to them for years, and we're gay, and we're married, and we have a son, and, and so, like, we started going to that church, and then, but then we had friends who weren't religious, and so then I got to have conversations with them, mm-hmm. like, I got to actually talk with, like, what's that look like? Like, how are you dealing, like, how do you not believe in Jesus, you know? Because I was still wearing my Jesus necklace, like, the little fish, you know, and, like, getting to talk with people and seeing, like, okay, you have these people going to church, and, and like, I really got to start finding, again, more about myself and really, like, questioning, like, well, what do I line with? What religion? Like, what am I right now? Do I still, because I was very angry, obviously, at the Christian community, because I feel like they did absolutely the exact opposite of what you should have done. Like, if you really felt the need to help me or my best friend, like, you did the worst job of it. You didn't help. You didn't, like, you did the opposite of that you judged and you went behind our backs and you told on us and we had to get called in not a single person came to me and said hey as your friend I think that you're struggling with this what, what can I do to help you is very much just like "Oh, they're gay
0: and they're gonna get in trouble and then it was just like this, they stay the night they might commit yeah, homosexual acts exactly in our dorm, and I was just and like wow we're religiously responsible wow, for their yeah, behavior and yeah. like my mind was blown I was like
1: wow that's the exact opposite of what you should have done like if anything just keep your freaking mouth shut and don't judge me but to go and tattle and be like oh and spread rumors like you're doing like I would have been safer and I would have felt safer at a public school had I gone to like the University of Colorado I would have felt safer in my own body and that pissed me off because I'm like these people they should have been the people that that's why I went there I wanted to feel community I didn't want to feel judged I wanted to feel like I belonged and I felt excluded I felt just completely oh, just uh, I don't even know the word betrayed yeah betrayed and and yeah, betrayal. It was the biggest form of betrayal, though, because it it was the, the opposite of what I was expecting and what I was needing and, and what I felt should have been done. And um, then they, they actively set out to, like, they, they made decisions and actively made choices to hurt me, to put me in, in hurtful situations, to force my best friend to go to therapy, and, and then to, to have... Her business spread around the school like these are just things i'm just like i can maybe expect this right of a non like that i went into it of like i could expect this of a non-religious person a non-christian person like but for a christian person to do this is like who are you like i don't know i don't know this these people like they're terrible people and so yeah i kind of just went in the other direction and kind of didn't i stopped going to church i um he spent a lot of time questioning, reading up, researching, researching scripture, what it meant to, like, what, what are the hom- homosexual scriptures, what do they mean. I um, watched a ton of videos of um, just, how uh, is it, theologian, the- theologist? Mm-hmm. The, yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, just these these high, high, big f- church priests and, like, hearing what they have to say about homosexuality, hearing what they have to say about those scriptures, the scriptures that was always used against me, the, the scriptures that were, you know, like... Um, uh, the things that I was told of, like this is why I can't do this thing. The thing I struggled, the, the ones I read over and over and over, because I was like, well, maybe I can rephrase it. Maybe I can just take this out of context. And so I started actually hearing educated people and people in the church and people involved in like hearing their thoughts and, I you know, taking church history and um, learning about just the word itself and how filled with errors it can be like and how they change things they change things in the bible they change Mm -hmm. the names of women to names of men because women I'm like okay so if they change that like just because Susie couldn't like she wasn't allowed to like that wasn't her story it was Joseph's and it's like if they were doing that like what else were they changing what else were they putting in there to fit into what they thought needed to be told at that time and so yeah I really just kind of dove into my own thoughts and my own interpretations and and really being comfortable with this lifestyle, um, it's okay, it's okay what I'm doing, It's and it's not a lifestyle, it's not a choice, it's not something because I would not choose to live a more difficult life. Um, I wouldn't put that on anyone, and I just kind of accept that this is who I am, and um, yeah, I don't think that I'm gonna go to hell, and
2: yeah, so, it's kind of where I'm at. Um, I don't and think- as far as like, like- finding a church community or being involved in any of that, is that something that you're still looking for? Or are you kind of like happy with what you know in your own personal practice
1: of of spirituality? Yeah, I think I've been talking with a lot of friends and like I've been like reading up on a lot of stuff, Um, like kind of trying to explore where I am with my own spirituality. Um, I definitely don't identify as Christian anymore. That's really hard for me to say out loud. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I feel like, again, it's still betrayal, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I'm gonna catch fire, <laughs> like, immediately. Um, and, but I'm still kind of, um, I don't, I'm not necessarily looking for a church. I don't, I don't wanna be, I think the, the, the issue that I've, like, come to peace with is um, that I don't like religion. For, like, for what religion is. I don't like what it does to people. I don't like the, it's cult-like aspects. I, um, I like the idea of spirituality and like just this um, whatever you identify with, but the, the, the practice of religion itself is what I don't like. So I don't want to go find a church. I'm very turned off to that right now. I think that I just want to be around people. We may not believe in the same thing the the same entity or any entity, but I want to be able to talk about the things that you do believe in, and or if it's nothing, but like what what gets you through your day, and like here's what gets me through mine, and just having that community, um, that's kind of where I'm at. Like I'm the community I'm looking for is just within my friends and my people and my coworkers, and hearing where they're at in their lives. And I will never be opposed to hearing someone's story. I'll never put someone down for believing in any you know God or Spirit or anything, I think um, I just like learning from people, and I just want to hear people's stories and where they're at, and because it's really intriguing. And I kind of feel like I was put in a pigeonhole, and
2: um, I don't want to be that way anymore. I want to be open. So, if you had the opportunity to to say something to like the faith institutions or communities that you've been involved with, you know, is there something that you feel like, hey, this is something that you should know or something that you should consider? as you interact all the time with people?
1: I think number one, don't say that you love everyone and that you accept everyone who walks through your doors when, you, when your actions very much show otherwise. Um, I don't think that you should even be able to advertise that you are an open church and accepting when, as soon as someone gay or someone struggling with a drug addiction or whatever, and I'm not comparing the two, but like whatever it is that the person is walking in there. Um, dealing with in their life like if you're going to shame them for it if you're going to not show love and and embrace them then don't say that you're accepting of everyone like the last thing i want to do is walk into a church that says that they're open and i go in there and i start talking about my partner and say my partner and i are really struggling and we're going through a hard time the last thing i want to be talked about is about how i should start working on my homosexuality or how i should you know fix this about that thing um I appreciate you letting me in your doors and you not telling me to go to hell, but I still don't feel like that's really what religion should be about or like the, the institutions. I think that the church is just, there's a lot of messed up things that I think um, are within a church right now. Um, but if anything, I just think that they need to actually genuinely be loving and be helpful. And I um, think that you should probably do a little more research and check the things that you're doing that you think that are helpful um, and maybe check in with the people that are going through it. And
0: And have at least a conversation with someone who's there instead of somebody who's on the outside looking.
1: An open-hearted conversation, not just a conversation.
0: Where I'm going no to try and fix you, exactly. or you should be doing oh. X, Y, and Z, yeah. but a conversation where you're coming yep. from. And it's only
1: going to push people away, that only pushes and makes them go harder on themselves and into a darker place. The last thing that needs to be done is that it's genuinely be open. Just listen. Sometimes just freaking listen to what people are going through.
0: And be there. Yeah. yeah. I agree. If you um, had the opportunity to talk to either someone or yourself when you were younger, is there anything you would like them to know? Um, like
1: don't be so hard on yourself for whatever path that you're taking to, to finding out who you are. There's no right or wrong time to come out. There, There's not like a timetable. It's not like you're any like more of a coward because you took longer to really be bold in who you are and heck, you may never be bold, you may never be that person who is just like flamboyantly, here I am, like I'm a fairly private person in general, like you talk to me and I'll be open but I I don't put my stuff out there, I don't, I still don't go to work and I'm not, like immediately like, this is my, and and I don't even like like, start the conversation with like, this is, like I have a partner, right, Mm -hmm. like I'm like very private about those things but um, that doesn't make you a coward. It doesn't. It doesn't mean you know. Then if you are like, if you're someone who is just like, you know what? I need to be. I needed to stand up for myself. I need to be out right now. I need to, like, go out there and, and go and lobby. I need to go and, and, and fight for gay rights, trans rights. Then please do it. Like, But there is no right or wrong. Just because you're not out there with a sign and protesting, just because you're not going and speaking to the senator ab- about gay rights doesn't make you any less of a good queer. It doesn't make you any less of a good person. Like, you just just take your time and be you and like you can spend your lifetime identifying who you are but as long as you're putting in an effort to really get to know yourself then i mean i think that that's the most important thing and
0: what's what gets you to a healthy space yep yep Yep. exactly and that's that Yeah,
2: fantastic (laughs) well we're
0: excited you joined us today and thank you for sharing yeah i know those things are always tough to share but um Mm. Being vulnerable and, and being able to have that conversation, but you know, even just
2: in the three of us, I know there were so many things that we we're like, oh, yep, me too. Oh, I understand. You know, and it's to hear it now. Sure, I'm like old, so I don't need it as much as I did before. You know, but like mm-hmm. to have that opportunity to to hear people say like, oh, there's an example of how I can be okay. Oh, there's mm-hmm. someone who's dealing with this and and never figures it out 100. percent So that's okay too. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, so we really appreciate you. Being willing to to share that for for others to you know take what they can get from it and and for us to feel validated as well you know it's, yeah. nice. it's nice you know that Definitely. to have that connection in that Definitely. space because um, you know when we started this podcast that's what we thought about there just mm-hmm. isn't that a lot of opportunity yeah. to have those kind of conversations yep. because they're personal and vulnerable and can get very pokey very yep. fast you know like. So you'd or rather you can lose avoid your it. life, or give yeah. up, and you know yeah. that too. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like even sometimes with friends, you don't have a conversation because yeah. like, oh, I don't want to go into something awkward and uncomfortable, or where we're going to yep. disagree. Yep. So I just want to talk about it, so we stay isolated, yep. even from people that we feel close yep. to. Yep. So we really exactly. appreciate you yep. coming into this space with us. So yeah. Well, as we wrap up, we have to ask our most important question.
0: It's the highest importance. If it's not answered correctly, you fail the subject. <laughs> Whew. Okay, all right. Okay. So, all of
2: that would have been for nothing. Okay, That's good. Right. <laughs> what is your favorite boba tea order?
1: Um, probably what I ordered today, which was a matcha latte. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I don't order a lot of boba things. <laughs> and so, I'm not like an expert. And I think I just saw matcha and latte and picked that one. So.
2: We appreciate your honesty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you want a lot of energy, get the matcha.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This podcast brought to you by matcha. (laughs) Matcha. Well, if you want to give us some feedback, if you have questions for ourselves or our guests, please find us at QueerReligionPodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us at Twitter, uh, QueerReligionPodcast. I think the handle is actually like QueerReligionPod or something like that. Um, Drop us a shout out, um, spread us to your friends if you like, and uh, we just want to make sure that people can have a discussion is really what it's about. It's not about what's right or wrong. We just want people to have references that they can have a conversation around and pull things that are useful for them, and so yeah, hit us up and we'll see you next time.